Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E, and I'm joined by my co-host, Victor Young. Okay, I try to raise my energy from the get-go to match your energy from last time, and this time you do me dirty like that. I'm, I'm elusive. <laughs> You'll never know where my energy level is I can just at. never catch you. Uh, this is a podcast where two nerdy guys brew themselves a nice hot cup of coffee, and then sitting down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of our favorite comic books. The coffee we'll be brewing today is called Mara Tarim, roasted by Propeller Coffee Company, and the comic we'll be discussing today is the new Venom number one from Marvel Comics. Uh, whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, if you like this show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes and Google Play, and alongside with hitting that subscribe button, if you got a few minutes to spare, please leave us a review and a rating, and make sure to tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, before we go and make that coffee, though, let's catch up on the week. Uh, what have you been doing? I'm telling you what, man. Handmaid's Tale. What? Season 2. Handmaid's oh, I've heard Tale. about that. I've seen that in like uh, bus stops and stuff like that. Just, you need to watch it. Is it good? It's excellent. Was it on Netflix? No. Oh. It's on Bravo. Bravo. Oh. But uh, you can, you know, watch the- it online somewhere. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Handmaid's Tale. Bravo.com. Handmaid's Tale. Watch season one first and then start watching season two. Trust me. Well, I'm not going to start watching season two first. What is it? Star Wars? I don't know what you're doing. I don't know. I don't know how you operate. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I tend to to like to watch things backwards. (laughs) (laughs) I like to see the end result first. (laughs) Yeah, I like to watch them backwards in that sequence. So, you know, I can turn everything into memento. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, but Handmaid's Tale, season season two, just been trying to... So you've just been, like, hammering your way through that? Uh, Well, it just started, like, maybe last week or two weeks ago. Oh, so you were watching when the show first came out? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Handmaid's Tale. It was a. It's based on a book by Margaret Atwood. Okay. So it's lots of lots of women's rights being violated. Oh. Lots of uh, seems heavy. Weird. Uh, it's not heavy. I mean, it's heavy, but not heavy in the way that you're thinking. Okay. But it doesn't come off heavy-handed, right? No. Okay. It's right. it's very good. Okay. So Handmaid's Tale season two. All right. That's Some, what my yeah. week. That's my week. Oh, okay. What about right. you? Uh, well, I beat God of War. Oh, so did I. You know, we should um, we should do like a side episode one day of God of War. Kind of like a spoiler cast where we just talk about all things God of War. I'll think about it. It would be kind of cool, you know? Listen, I don't want to spend like all week with you. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like one, two days max. Well, this is one of the two days. So the other day could be God of War. No, this is one of the one day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's, it's 100% jump. That's, technically, that's a lot. It's 100% jump up. That's a lot. Technically, I've already spent a day with you today. I mean, last this week, week. This week. Last week. This week. This week. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so Got some Dragon Ball in earlier the week. 200%. 200% jump. Yeah. Let's make that 300, you know? Wow. Anyway, so yeah, I've beat God of War. That was fun. <laughs> um, but we're still going to keep going at it because uh, there's a bunch of like side stuff to do. So we're just going to keep hammering through it. Yeah, see, I'm more of like a, um, like, just give me the story kind of guy. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, like, I got the story and I'm going to keep going. Yeah, but that's it. That's yeah. where I end. Like, I just give me the story and I'm good. Like, I'm all about But there's more the story. story. 
which you once know, you free all this stuff and then you go and beat all the other stuff you know stay spoiler free once you do all that like it unlocks different parts of the game like yeah it actually but i mean the main story, story is all that i care about oh all the other stuff i can just find out yeah by playing the game or just i mean you spend like 80 bucks or on the just game. reading yeah 80 bucks for a good story i see you buy your book it's like 30 bucks now or, I get to play well, the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so that's, I mean, that's my week. Um, pretty just, pretty eventful. <laughs> it's a lot of God of War. I just, like, <laughs> the past few weeks has just been God of War, so. You know, that's not bad. That's not a bad week, actually. Yeah, I think so. Especially if, like, you're keeping busy with all, like, the side quests and sad missions. Yeah, it's pretty fun. That's a lot of content, actually, when you think about it. Yeah, because there's more stuff happening. I, I can only assume... There's going to be DLCs for the other realms. Or they're so, just waiting for God of War 5? 2 slash 5. 2 bracket 5? Yeah. Yeah. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. Because I think I think there's going to be DLC. And I think the things that you can accomplish now to get like additional stuff, that's going to help you in your DLC. What if it doesn't? What if you just start as naked Kratos in the DLC? <laughs> And then all the stuff it's a prequel. You, all the stuff you started off with, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm really actually hoping they will put in like a new game plus or something because I'd be down to play it again, but just with like all my gear. So mm. I just run through it. Sony slash Santa Monica Studios, if you're listening to this, make sure that when you include the DLC, just uh just let make, us keep all our gear. Or make the gear irrelevant and just focus on the story. That's that's what I'm don't power creep. Don't don't treadmill that's, this. That's reverse power creep. Just, you just start, <laughs> there's no power. You just play. You just play the game. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. You're right. <laughs> or we just play as like an infant Atreus. We play as infant with Atreus. no power. No, no nothing, power. Does no not bow. Have shoot a bow. He's got a half a dagger. We play as Mimir's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, so just stuck on the side of Kratos' butt. <laughs> so, the, the but then the whole time as the game's progressing, you're going backwards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. That's the game. All right. Well, um, why don't we? I want to go brew that coffee. Let's we'll come back and talk about Venom. Let's 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 do it. It's coffee time. Coffee time. Okay. And welcome to our coffee segment, where we try one of the coffees that are sent in to us and have it accompany us throughout our comics discussion. Okay. During this segment, we'll be trying to identify all of the different fragrance and flavor notes and see how well we did compared to the notes provided to us. Sounds fun. Can you just, like, just stop <laughs> for, like, a second? You're going to have your chance to speak. Just give me one second. Okay. Today, we have a coffee from Tarime Mara, Tanzania, called Mara Tarime. And it's been roasted by Propeller Coffee Company here in Toronto, Ontario. Oh. So now, Jerry, you may have a chance to speak by starting us off with a little bit of a sniff test. So still not speaking. All right, well, I mean, you'll get to it. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so first thing I got, um, it's a little faint, but it's um, I'm getting a little bit of a strawberry. Okay. Very faint. So it's like a strawberry, but like I'm almost tempted to say apricots as well. Apricots. Yeah. Interesting. Because it, it faded a little bit and there's a little bit of Christmas to it. But like, yeah, I would say if, I, if I'm if i going leaning one direction, it's strawberry. But the other stuff, there's I feel like there's some sort of nut in it. But 
I, I think this time there might not be. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with strawberry for now and then something else, but it'll probably come from tasting. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. So you go ahead. Okay. Go for it, Victor. Here we go. Uh-huh. All right. Hmm. I am... Actually, you know what? I'm getting like a... It's almost like a jam. Oh, okay. I don't know if I would say would strawberry. strawberry I don't know about strawberry jam. Maybe. Okay. Maybe like a strawberry or a raspberry jam. Okay. Something in between. Um, a but, strawberry jam might actually be a little closer too. Yeah. But the reason why I didn't go with jam is because I was trying to remove that sweetness because I didn't get the sweetness from it. Yeah. I actually got more of the sour from it. So... Um, that's why I didn't go with the jam, but yeah, the jam might make sense. Yeah, but that's really all I'm getting. Oh yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it's, it's it's a pretty neutral smelling coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see if we taste the jam. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Cool. First sip. Second sip. Gulp. <laughs> in that sequence um yeah it's um it is a very hard it's hard <laughs> this one's really hard uh, i want to say like i'm almost getting a little bit of um a little bit of gram gram like graham cracker yeah but like yeah there's like a little gram bit of gram crust? yeah gram crust almost interesting um, graham crust, or maybe a little bit of that, like uh, a little bit of like cookie dough hmm. type so flavor. Like a pastry. I think it's the first time we've we've made like a pastry note. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but the strawberry is almost, it's almost gone. It's like in the back. Okay, it's in, in the back of in the back of my throat. There's like a little bit, but okay, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm going with it. I feel might like wanna, that's kind of where it's taking me. Might want to clear that out, then, buddy. What is jam? Yeah, don't want to have no strawberries stuck in the back of your throat. Yeah, because that's <laughs> that's not my jam. <laughs> no, stop do, do, it. Do, 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 do. Stop it. All right, uh, I'm, go gonna, ahead, I'm gonna go. go I'm ahead. gonna go. Give it a taste. This ends now. <laughs> hmm. I don't taste any fruit now. Right. I don't taste it. Like, like it's gone away. Yeah. Like I would say almost like a, um, hmm. It's like a chocolate that's been sitting out for a little while. (laughs) That's, that's, that's what this one tastes like. Okay. Like it's like, I'm not saying it's bad chocolate, Mm -hmm. but it's a chocolate that's, that's have, that has a little age to it. Like a little bit of aged chocolate. Okay. It's a okay. little, like a little, you know those like, when you leave chocolate out for a while, it ends up being like a little drier, a little more brittle. Yes. That's the kind of like chocolate that I'm thinking of. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I get, I kind of get what you mean. Do you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know it's a weird description, but. Like to me, that almost describes kind of like shaved. Yeah. Chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I'm getting. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I am not. I'm not doing well this on this coffee at all. <laughs> this guy's sitting here drinking Nestle hot, co- hot chocolate. <laughs> Nestle hot chocolate. <laughs> uh, well, at least I know what that is. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's also like um, I'm also kind of getting a little bit now, like a couple of sips in. Okay. On my tongue, there's almost like a little bit of a minty. 
after like not a taste but a feel like a so there's cool almost like feeling. kind of a leafy taste to it for me okay yeah hmm. I so i might i might kind but it's not like <laughs> you don't taste it right away with the mint but right now it's like it's residual hmm i'm not getting that sort of no? like menthol-y feeling no hmm. but it's not from the taste i'm no. only getting it in the aftertaste yeah i'm not this is a very complex coffee mm-hmm. i feel like it's probably going to be flavors that we just like never had before yeah yeah or maybe it's flavors that we've had quite often and we're just not getting it (laughs) our body is just like stop (laughs) you've had this a few times all right let's do the reveal let's do it let's see uh, let's see what we're getting dark chocolate oh so that's that's right on the nail there yeah blackberry and grape so we got it on we got it on the fragrance we're not getting it on the flavor yeah which i find a little perplexing the grape the grape was i think that's also why we're also kind of hovering around the strawberry because it wasn't prominent but it was there's like a hint of it there we just couldn't quite figure out which one it was yeah um, but I think with the grape, the grape one was tough. I, I didn't get like grape and, and blackberry together. Yeah, I feel like it's a very just like you like remember what I said. Like it smells like strawberry and raspberry somewhere in between, right? Yeah, like maybe the mixture of grape and blackberry is very similar. Maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe, maybe we should do like just a full fruit segment, and we just sit here and eat a lot of fruits, and I'm then kinda... we just start practicing what those taste like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of down for a Nestle hot chocolate session. Like we're just sitting here just analyzing Nestle, Nestle hot, hot chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yes, this is this is definitely hot chocolate. This is uh, it's got a hint of chocolatey flavor, and uh, and then an, another secondary hint. Can't quite place my hand on it. Maybe cocoa or chalk. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we were. I can kind of see it now. We were, like I can, yeah. can kind of taste yeah, it now, like it's but it's there. very faint. Yeah. yeah, I would say ten out of ten. We did not hit this on the nail. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Just the chocolate part. Just the chocolate, the chocolate part. part. So yeah, just the chocolate part. <laughs> but we seem to be pretty good at nailing chocolate, apparently, <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> and nothing else. It's just like anytime someone sprinkles a little bit of cocoa in, they like, "Oh, chocolate. We got that one." Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but I would drink this again. Like, yeah, for sure. It's it's not my favorite one so far, but it's definitely better than tim hortons that's for sure yeah that's for sure that's for sure <laughs> i do like it in the sense that like it's got a very well balanced enough flavor that like and it's not bitter there, yeah. there have been times where some of the coffee that we've had does start really bitter yeah and then you sort of work the flavor in yeah this starts neutral and it kind of just just stays there it just kind of hovers there you know yeah. so it doesn't ever end with the bitter taste for me yeah. so it's pretty good i like it yeah i think it's um uh... 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 10 oh I wouldn't give it 10, 10 out, out of 10, 10. I would give it like feel. I would give it like overall 6.5 or 7 out of 10 oh yeah yeah I think I would go probably 7.5 yeah something like that yeah, yeah. the 10 out of 10 was for the mouthfeel Uh-oh. mouthfeel is always 10 out of 10 it's always on the dot okay <laughs> <laughs> alright um, okay so let's uh, let's take our coffee let's go and uh, talk about Venom let's do it 
And we're at the comic segment. In this segment, what we usually do is we take some of our favorite books and we sit down, we gather together, and we break down, we analyze, and we just talk amongst ourselves about um, some of the themes and the, the story beats and stuff like that, I guess, covered in the book. Um, if you didn't know, uh, this is going to get a little bit spoilery. Um, what we usually do is, in order for us to be able to really analyze a book, we do have to get into spoiler territories. So, if you haven't read the book, Venom number one had just come out. Go read it, and then come back, and then uh, we'll see if our thoughts line up. So this book, written by Donny Cates, with art by Ryan Segman on pencils, J.P. Mayer with inks, uh, colors done by Frank Martin, and letters done by Clayton Cowles. Um, right from the get-go, this book, um, I've actually been hearing a lot about it over the last, um, I would say over the last like month or two, mm-hmm. more so on Twitter than anything, because they have this big thing. <laughs> Uh, Donny Cates has been on fire with all the things that he's been yeah, written, yeah. Um, either for Image Comics like his own stuff or for Marvel. Yeah. He's kind of revitalized a lot of the friend, like you know, a couple of the franchises there, uh, namely Thanos, and uh, when he took over for Jeff uh, Jeff Lemire, and mm-hmm. then when he did uh, Doctor Strange, when you know. So there's some there's been some really good stuff that he's been writing. So with this uh, with this series, I've actually been really excited about getting into it because. Um, him and Ryan Stegman on Twitter have been touting this book as better than Watchmen. Better than Watchmen. <laughs> better than Watchmen. And there's been a lot of people that sort of jumped on the meme with them. Yeah. And just sending pictures of, with two of these guys and be like, "Hey guys, check this out. I have a new, um, I have a new coaster, and it's just Watchmen." <laughs> 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 and uh, it, it's pretty funny, but. Um, it goes to show, like you know, sort of like their confidence, but as well, like they're they're funny guys and they're they're good peoples. Uh, I've yeah. actually got had a chance to meet Ryan Segman a few times uh, at like the conventions and stuff like that. It'd be cool to see Donnie if he ever comes to Canada. Yeah. But um, I think this book, for me, lives up to the hype. Um, once we read through it, there there were a lot of really cool things that these guys talk about and that these guys bring sort of new to the table yeah for for venom as a character um, lots of new stuff yeah so lots of new like things, sides of, of venom that i don't think the general public would really think of yeah you know what i mean yeah like it's very like it's very venom but also not very venom at the same time if that makes any sense because yeah. they, they stay true to his they stay true to venom as as a character uh, but they're introducing so many different elements of Venom in this issue um, that I think really adds another dimension to him and yeah. really makes makes him stand out and live up to the hype, um, as you were saying before. Yeah, it, it, it's bringing new sort of mythos to, to Venom, right? Lots more mythos. Um, and they're talking about, uh, because we know that Venom is from... Um, it's a Clintar and yeah. it's from the planet called Clintar. Yeah. Um, and actually, let's uh, let's get this out of the way. What do? You, how would you say it? Symbiote? Symbiote? I say symbiote. Symbiote. Yeah. Okay. So I know there's a I know symbiote and symbiote is kind of the common, um, the common way of saying it. So Symbiotes. Quick, huh? Symbiotes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so funny you should say that because the new Venom movie in the trailer. Let's get this out of the way real quick so people know. They called it symbiote. What? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know notice you, that. You, you didn't watch, did you watch the trailer though, I'm assuming? I watched it. I didn't yeah. notice it. You didn't notice? Th- no. They called it symbiote. I have to watch it again They now. said it twice in there too. They're like, 
we found this thing. It's called a symbiote. And I was like, oh, are you sure? That's like, that's like me saying yogurt. <laughs> I am having yogurt. I'm having some yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. Like symbiote is, symbiote is how yeah. I've sort of heard it being pronounced. Well, from the animated series back then, I believe yeah. they called it symbiote. Yeah, symbiote, they it symbiote. But yeah. it wouldn't be symbiote. No. See, yeah. symbiote just sounds cool. Symbiote. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be saying symbiote. Yes. If you believe it's called symbiote, fight me. It's symbiote. Don't fight him. I was just getting knocked out real quick. He's going to have a hefty hospital bill. Just don't do it. <laughs> just just take it as a moral victory. <laughs> moral victory. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, before I got, side, before I got sidetracked with symbiote, um, it's, bringing, it's bringing a lot of new mythos to the origins of where the symbiotes come from. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, and I think it's... It, it covers a lot of that ground. It covers a lot of ground in one issue. It does. Um, and it's bringing brand new mythology, brand new brand new stuff. Um, also, Eddie Brock is back. Eddie um, Brock is back. Eddie Brock has been back maybe maybe about a year ago. Yeah. Eddie Brock came back because before that, it was uh, before that it was Flash Thompson yep. with the uh, Agent, uh, Agent, uh, Agent Venom. Yep. But after that, there was, uh, there was a brief run by Mike Costa for um, where there was a new character called Lee Price yep so he was Venom for a bit but then they brought Eddie Brock back and it was kind of weird because Eddie Brock uh, there was no reason to really bring Eddie Brock back because Eddie Brock had already evolved as a character as well right because he was the anti-Venom yeah Um, so he had evolved and it was weird that they had brought him back into a very similar role as he was before it was like almost taking away character growth yeah but I think with this series, it actually does a good job because Eddie Brock, in the current Eddie Brock, knows the most about the symbiotes. Yeah. He wore the symbiote suit the longest. Like, he was bonded with Venom the longest. Yeah. Um, so, it made sense that if they were going to blow up the history of symbiotes, they would do it to somebody who is a veteran symbiote wielder. Not that... Not to take away from Eddie Brock's character development as well, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not the same Eddie Brock they were used to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not like, I, I hate Peter Parker. <laughs> I just want to kill Spider-Man. Like, yeah, I, like I, it's it, not that Eddie Brock. You almost feel like in this series, the way they're building this series yeah. up, that you're almost not going to see Spider-Man. No. Like, Spider-Man is going to be very tertiary. Not that he, not that he should be involved in this story either, though. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure, like, he'll probably make an appearance somewhere, but, uh, because it's hard to also have a Venom story without Spider-Man. Um, but I also would be a a lot happier if he wasn't there. Because this is, this is turning out to be a story where Spider-Man doesn't have to be involved. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's beyond Spider-Man. It's beyond Spider-Man. Like, it's beyond the Spider-Man mythos. Yeah, it's beyond yeah. Spider-Man. And, you know, he's probably out, like, fighting Thor somewhere. So then he's just... <laughs> <laughs> doing spidey things. Yeah, doing spidey things. But I would I would definitely appreciate the story more if, um, if at some point Spider-Man did not show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that... That would be nice because it would be a. I think it would be a really well self-contained story. Yeah, because yeah. when you really think about it, like, man, Spider-Man is involved in almost every story with Venom. Yeah. Even when, um, even when they did that, um, I think it was a six-issue run for Toxin, 
right okay. like yeah. that was that was a good opportunity to not have spider-man involved toxin's the um it's carnage's son okay yeah 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 and um but no they they, they brought spider-man in for no reason so for, nah, i wouldn't say no reason <laughs> like it definitely helped the readers figure out where toxin aligned morally mm-hmm. um but i think that could have potentially been a story where spider-man didn't have to be involved in a symbiote like storyline yeah right yeah. um but they're they're definitely doing a good job of making this like a very venom exclusive story which it should because it's venom yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, it's his title yeah yeah and uh, no i'm really enjoying it so far yeah me too um so yeah eddie brock's back and uh this story sort of follows um eddie brock sort of fighting uh with like um fighting the symbiote suit the symbiote voice essentially that's inside yeah but it's all um, but the symbiote is also fighting the voice exactly so you find out in this issue you get a hint of where this voice is coming from yeah um and why it's affecting the symbiote suit yeah um or the symbiote rather and it's it's interesting because i think you take i think people take for granted the monstrosity that is venom yeah as a character yeah uh, with like just like teeth and the the, the big tongue, just this grotesque looking monster, right? Yeah. That people have become sort of desensitized with the way that character looks. Yeah. Um, and I think this issue and this new mythos that they're about to put on put on Venom shows him in a completely different light as a monster. Yeah. Right. There was that part where he transforms. Yeah. And it's just it was it's out of this world. First of all, Ryan Stegman just drew the heck out of this six thumbs up yeah <laughs> you have to get three guys lining up side by side yeah, just, just, yep. <laughs> just me you and someone else <laughs> pull them off the street I need you to just throw your thumbs up for us for a second <laughs> just, just come up right, right here yeah. get your thumb. Um, but yeah so it, it's it's cool that they found a new way to not just Venom himself but like to, to find a way to really make him sort of look psychotic yeah you know? and it, even more yeah. psychotic than, than he, he would than normally he be right? normally is yeah. yeah so I don't know I, I found that to be really interesting um the way that they drew like the um I wouldn't say possessed symbiote mm-hmm. but I, I I would guess I would say like maybe like a the, a true symbiote yeah. right or like the true nature of a symbiote a woke symbiote a woke symbiote <laughs> mad woke not basic symbiote <laughs> uh it was interesting like I, I i definitely like when i first saw it i was like wow this is it's familiar but different at the same time right um it just looked very very streamlined almost it was it was psychotic but streamlined if that makes any sense it's like you're you're putting a psychotic face on somebody who's wearing shiny armor like that's what it looked like to me like especially with the way that um like okay feet yeah. were drawn yeah and like it, it was just seemed very streamlined and, and psychotic at the same time yeah and it was just this just this um i guess opposing or dichotomy i don't know what the real what the what the word i'm looking for is mm-hmm. but it's just like 
because the it looked so different. I just really, really enjoyed the look. Okay, right? yeah. It looked like he had a little like Naruto spiral on his face. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's like it's that spiral kind of resembles someone being manipulated. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a branding. Yeah, right? it's like a branding, right? Um, and all the symbiotes had it in this issue. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, which raises so many more questions. Yeah, especially with the last page. It's like what what's happening? <laughs> what's so I've on? got a theory about the last page and like a theory about the mythos in general. Shoot it, um, shoot it up. Okay, so right from the beginning, you get the uh, you get a little dream sequence. Yep, right about. The symbiote saying is like, oh, this is not my dream. This is the other's dream. Which yeah. uh, in the story, Eddie Brock refers to the symbiote as the other. Yeah. So he realizes that it's the other's nightmare, the other's dream. Yeah. And um, he's reliving a moment from from a, like a really long time ago. Yeah. Um, but then that soldier that was in it, um, that was being attacked by the symbiote, he references Beowulf. So the Beowulf story happened uh, roughly, it places you roughly around 700 AD. Yeah. Um, so the soldier cries out for Beowulf yeah. as he's just being just taken control of. Um, and so you sort of get placed in, um, you sort of understand like, this is probably going to be an origin story of something that happened from way, way, way back. Yeah. Right? And at from there, you notice that it's a red, it's like this red creature, red bean. And it mm. sp- spoke this like ancient language, and it controls the um, and it controls the symbiotes. Yeah, right. Um, so then later on, you see in the story that the symbiotes also is still being controlled by this mysterious red being speaking the same. What well, this this being that's speaking the same language mm-hmm. that's you know from back in like the Beowulf time. Yeah. So I have a theory that the red being or that red creature could be sort of Marvel's version of and there, there's actually theories going around online as well that it could be the Red Bean could be Grendel and okay. Grendel's mother okay so the Bean being Grendel's mother and the symbiotes being Grendel mm-hmm. because they're the opposing forces and they're like sort of like the the enemies of Beowulf yeah and this is kind of where that origin and where that story is taking place but it's taking place during that Beowulf time yeah so the idea is that um, that these are sort of originating from Beowulf time and it's sort of stayed on earth and um, and has just sort of hibernated Mm -hmm. after they were slain yeah right because uh, we know from the Beowulf story that Beowulf has slain Grendel and Grendel's mother Mm mm-hmm so that they were slain and now they're sort of being awakened. Right? Hmm. I'm not sure what's awakening them or what could be awakening yeah. them. I'm guessing that these could be things that are happening. Like it'll get unveiled we'll get during the, the story, answer. right? But I'm assuming it has to do with the changing hosts. Yeah. It could be that the changing host is causing these, is causing sort of um, destability. Sort of destabilization, destabilization of (laughs) the symbiote and the host. Yeah, that it is causing these things that were slain to to sort of now taking their chance to make a comeback. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of like a theory there. Yeah, 
So I kind of, I I didn't know, like I knew about Beowulf and I knew about the Beowulf story, but I didn't know too deep into it. So I looked into it some more and I feel like the Red Creature's reference may not actually be Grendel and Grendel's mother. Okay. It could be the sort of slightly lesser known dragon. Not so much lesser known. The dragon has its importance too. But it could be the dragon from the third act. The third so, act. Okay. So Beowulf defeats, uh, Beowulf slains uh, Grendel and Grendel's mother. Okay. But Beowulf then gets taken out by the dragon. Okay. Um, and it was like his disciple that like kind of defeated the dragon and then Beowulf went and like sort of did like the finishing blow and whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. The, but Beowulf dies. Mm-hmm. And Beowulf dies because the dragon, I believe the dragon uh, bit him. And okay. the venom from the dragon's fangs eventually poisoned Beowulf and, and killed him. So he ki- he was killed by the poison slash venom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So <laughs> there could be some references there. Yeah. And there could be some relations there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the dragon makes a lot more sense too because uh, there, were, there, were some co- there were a couple instances in... Um, in the book where Eddie Brock when he first turns into the Venom in the streets when they were taking the pictures right yeah um, when then the Venom gets uh, he gets taken over by the uh, by the thing yeah and he just sort of lose, loses his mind mm-hmm. when he turned around and you saw the transformed look on his chest is a red dragon oh okay I didn't even know. So at that. first, I didn't see it. It was when yeah. I started making these references. I was like, I took a look at the way they looked. Yeah. If you look at the panel from that street scene. Yeah. I don't. Are you on there now? Or are you looking I for am it now? I guess. There. Yeah. So you'll see the dragon on his chest. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you look to the top where the head is, you can actually see the dragon's head. Oh, like I see it. You can see it there. I see it. Um. So. Psychotic. And at the at the end of the book with the thing that happens yeah and um spoilers not spoilers i guess it's like all over twitter now because donnie case decided to put all over twitter uh with hashtag god is coming yeah venom says at the end that the thing that they that the beam was saying to him or that these guys were saying is god is coming yeah and it shows a picture of a red dragon yeah right for me it is a much more direct relation to that Beowulf story if it's mm-hmm. about the dragon. Yeah. Because the dragon's the one that ended up slaying Beowulf yeah. with venom slash mm-hmm. poison. Yeah. So that's kind of my sort of hot take on it. And I th- maybe that's kind of the route they're going to go if they're going to start weaving in that mythology in it. And I think it'll be pretty cool. It's an interesting take. It's an interesting hot take. Hot. Um... I'm certainly interested in seeing how much deeper they're going to go with this mythology, mm-hmm. if that's truly what they're going for, mm-hmm. right? Um, the whole dragon and Beowulf analysis thing, like that, that totally went over my head, but uh, I'm glad you picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, another thing I wanted to point out too, actually now that I'm looking at um, a couple of these panels here, is that even, even Venom, including these other symbiotes that, that pop up later in the issue, they actually all look the same. Yeah. If that makes any sense, right? Yeah. Because you know how, like, <clears throat> sorry, uh, each symbiote that's appeared uh, in the Marvel Universe so far has been pretty unique in the way they look. Yep. Right? But even Venom now, 
is sort of falling in not in line and looking the same as these other symbiotes, right? How do you feel that relates to sort of the Beowulf mythology, if at all? Um, I feel like that's they are sort of like um, if I'm if I'm still going off of what I think would be the dragon sort of relation, yeah, um, or the reference, mm-hmm. they are just a product of the battle, yeah, that took place with Beowulf, yeah. Um, the symbiotes, uh, the Clintar planet, all of that is a product of the battle, mm-hmm. of something that is far, far deeper, far longer, far, yeah. you know, vast, far more vast than what we've been given now about the Venom mythology. Or maybe they are the Venom that's being spread. They are the right? poison. So that, that's, that's essentially it, right? And the reference being that this god symbiote is gonna come back and almost I guess like if not reclaim yeah and to just spread the symbiote throughout the universe I'm kind of interested because they 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 hide the way that um, this dragon looks Mm -hmm. in the last panel I'm kind of interested in seeing if they're going to design him slash her to look like a symbiote Okay. Because I'm looking at it now, and it doesn't look very symbiote-esque. Right? The silhouette looks like a bat. Yeah. Because uh, with symbiotes, you're you're almost always going to get a little bit of that additional flow. Yeah. With things sort of dripping off or flowing out of stuff like that. There's there's also that that line that you get with um, the sort of flowing line work that you get with symbiotes. Yeah. With this dragon, not so much. It's it's very much like a rigid dragon. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, So... I'm not exactly sure where that might go with the dragon because when I first saw the dragon, yeah, it reminded me a little bit of, um, and that's because I think it's because we had just finished Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah, it had reminded me of Barbados. Yes. Yeah. I was just so, gonna say that. I was like, it looks very Batman esque. Yeah. So, if not a dragon reference, it could be a re- direct reference to a demon creature. A direct reference to Batman. To, to Batman. <laughs> Merged. <laughs> Venom Batman. DC Marvel crossover confirmed. A- Amalgam part two. <laughs> <laughs> but because you kind of see it too, right? Um, you don't really see a tail. You actually kind of see legs and you see no. what appears to be arms. Yeah. I mean, those are very right, clearly so. legs. Yeah. And the question is, are those wings, like, are they permanent? Are they, like... Um, a symbiote transformation because you know how yeah like you know Carnage for example they can like shapeshift they can shapeshift yeah. which is, leads me to my next question how does Carnage how is Carnage going to play into the story moving forward I, I'm i not too familiar with sort of like how Carnage came to be or Carnage's background do you want to elaborate on it a little yeah bit? so Carnage um, so every every symbiote uh, gives birth to another symbiote at okay. some point yeah right um, so vent so Carnage is actually um, the child of Venom, and Toxin is the child of Carnage. Okay. Right? So, with each generation, they get stronger, right? Okay. So, Carnage is stronger than Venom, and Toxin is stronger than both Carnage and Venom combined, right? Um, So, of course... Venom gives birth to Carnage. Carnage goes and finds a host, which is Cletus Cassidy, mm-hmm. who is absolutely insane. So it, it it 
he absolutely feeds and gives in um, to sort of the murderous rampage of, of his symbiote to the point where the symbiote and Cletus Cassidy are just one, right? You know how Eddie Brock refers to Venom as the other, mm-hmm. right? And they always, and the when the symbiote talks, he always refers to uh, themselves as we, yeah, right? Uh, Cletus and Carnage are so intertwined that he just says I. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, I'm kind of interested to see. I mean, if at all, they, if they even bring Carnage into the story, and if so, how does how is Carnage affected by this? Right. Okay. Because Carnage is, whereas Venom is is an anti-hero. Like he, you have some good aspects to him, mm-hmm. and you can sort of sympathize with him as you do in this issue, right? Yeah. You can't. You don't sympathize with the Carnage at all because he's just a straight killing machine. Okay. Right. So. So no, like redeeming qualities. No redeeming qualities at okay. all. Like he'll just straight up murder you for no reason, right? Okay. Chop right. you in half just for fun, hmm. right? So. I want to see how 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 he's affected by this, um, if at all, if they even bring him in, right? Um, it, I feel like that part they might have, like not have to, but like I feel like it's it, like because it's dealing with legacy at that point, right? Yeah, like so. you, like you, like any symbiote. Like you would assume that every symbiote is affected. Yeah. Right. Um, unless they were talking exclusively of symbiotes that come from Clintar. Okay. Right. Yeah. Then they they can sort of weasel out of that that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because I mean, technically. Um, Carnage was born on Earth, yeah. technically, yeah. right? So they can sort of weasel out that angle that way, and then maybe they can play that the, the story up that way, where um, Venom and all the other symbiotes from Clintar give in to the power of Dragon God, <laughs> <laughs> and then Carnage is the one to stop them, right? Like okay. that, that would yeah. be an interesting angle too, yeah, right? I, but again, like. The, it leads into a lot of questions that uh, I feel definitely need to be answered <laughs> um, in future issues. Yeah, yeah, and it may not even be tackled within the first arc, right? Because that'd be too vast to tackle within the first. Yeah, arc, I like I, there's definitely um, they're definitely building a universe here, mm-hmm. right? Or they're 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 adding a lot of information to an already existing universe, um, and they're they're gonna have to take their time with this one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially if they want to do it right. I, I feel like if they made this run any less than eight to ten issues, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be there just wouldn't be enough explaining. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because the first issue is setting up quite a bit, right? So we'll just see what they what they do with it moving forward. Yeah. 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 Um, I I think the run is going to be longer than that because uh, I, I hope think so. This is part of like their new sort of like they're bringing back some of these classic characters, right? Yeah, and giving them sort of like a almost like a a fresh start. Uh, Marvel fresh start. Um, and then for like just the hundredth time. For the, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Donny Cates, I don't believe has been put onto a fresh one, like a yeah. fresh number one type of thing, right? So, yeah. If he's put on for that, I feel like it's going to be an extended run. He probably has something like huge planned. I would hope which so. Which will be really exciting because just from the first issue alone, like you can already tell the direction that he's going is vast and yeah. grand. 
right? Just because they've they've they sort of dicked around with the Venom for the last <laughs> yeah. little while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with the whole like Venomverse and and stuff like that. Like it's Venomverse. Uh, I think starting from like the almost like the end of Agent Venom solo. Yeah. He then went on and joined the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and then they didn't really know what to do with him. Yeah. It's yeah. like you. It's like they just like they they try to take a character and and reinvent the character in ways that sort of took away from like absolutely it, took away from what the character was yeah like contradicts right? with the way that yeah they've been i mean which is fu- which is fine right but i think it's fine if it if it's coming from like slow progression but yeah. i felt like some of the changes in the recent years like the progression to agent venom with flash thompson was amazing yeah. But the transition in the last few days, uh, the last few days, last few, few days. years, yeah, um, with sort of putting him on team books and putting him stuff like that, it's just, yeah, uh, he he's not a character built for that, right? No, so. it's he's very much a, he's he's a character that's dealing with demons, yeah, right, yeah, and it's it's tough to insert that that character into a a, a more lighter story exactly right it's it's almost like putting batman in a superman movie like it doesn't work Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah yeah. um not that they haven't tried but (laughs) they 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 really tried (laughs) neighboring cities (laughs) neighboring cities exactly um but with with this with this run donny cates man really really bringing that 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 darkness from uh of venom back into the character putting it back in yeah for sure um and instead of recreating the character they're just adding more to him yeah and i feel like that's the that's the right direction to go yeah absolutely right? absolutely and uh, i like that you referred to earlier as sort of venom being the character that's always dealing with his inner demon yeah um not just not just an eddie brock's perspective but now like seen in in the symbiote's perspective too, right? They're yeah. dealing with inner demons. Yeah. Um, I found something, uh, sort of like a reference to it. That's it's interesting, and it kind of builds on the Grendel and the Dragon situation. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, it, there was a lecture that was given by J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay. Um. And it was called the uh, Beowulf, the Monsters, and the Critics. Yeah. Um. So the lecture was given by J.R.R. Uh, based on a literally literary criticism of Beowulf. Okay. Um, so he noted that the dragon and Grendel are constantly referred to in language which is meant to recall the powers of darkness which Christian men felt themselves to be encompassed. Okay. So some of these names were uh, inmates of hell, mm-hmm. adversaries of God, mm-hmm. offspring of Cain, mm-hmm. enemies of mankind. Yeah. Um, so as a result, uh, you, Beowulf is almost, can almost be considered um, to be a Christian knight. Okay. Because of his relation to, yeah. to these to the dragon and the way that it's been worded, mm-hmm. because they're taking a literary look at yeah. the way that story is built. Yeah. Right? So, um, Eddie Brock, when he first got the symbiote from way back, mm-hmm. um, he was in a church when he received it. I believe yeah. he was in a church begging for forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and then the symbiote came through, and he bonded with it and stuff like that, and then it kind of took over him. Yeah. Right. Um, he was raised as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And this is talking about Beowulf being um, sort of referred to as a Christian man. Mm-hmm. So I do believe, just looking at some of the references out there, that it could almost be seen as Eddie Brock being put into the position of Beowulf. Yeah. 
and that these things are coming back now and it's making that direct reference to the Beowulf myth yeah yeah um it's a good eye for that one actually uh I don't I, I mean to recall the story that far back I, I mean I don't know if they're they're trying to make a reference to that in terms of the Christianity part of it mm-hmm. um but they are. I think it's more for like a like a little Easter egg. Thing. Yeah, but yeah. they are building him to be uh, a knight of some sort, right? Yeah. Like he's going to obviously be the hero of his own story mm-hmm. at some point, right? Um, but really, it's just going to be a matter of how they do it. Like it's like again, like there's so many questions that need to be answered, um, and so many que- like more questions raised than answered in this issue for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. Um, but again, like they are, they are going to raise him up to be a knight and we'll just have to see how he battles the dragon if at all following the the beowulf mythos Mm -hmm. directly right so yeah yeah um so speaking of the symbiotes what did you think of the of the idea that there were other symbiotes there that they were already testing on symbiote suits um i mean it's nothing new Mm-hmm. Right, like it's, it's something that, uh, you know, that they they've been doing in the stories for a long time, right? Like even, uh, um, going way back into into the '90s when uh, they did that Spider-Man run on, um, I believe it was called Planet Symbiote. I can't remember. It was a while ago since I've read it. It's been literally almost like. 10 11 years since i've read it um but you have symbiotes like um scream or whatever like they're they're artificial symbiotes oh okay right right so it's an idea that's been messed around even in uh, superior iron man okay right? yeah like his his he created a suit based on symbiote technology right so it's it's nothing new um i mean yeah and again flash thompson right mm-hmm. um i'm not surprised by it that that this was the direction that they decided to go with the story i think it i think it it, it adds more than it takes away okay right because obviously like you, you want your symbiotes to be unique right venom yeah. is unique carnage is unique toxin is unique you want those characters to stay unique right as opposed to hey here's venom but here's five other versions of venom yeah <laughs> based on him right yeah yeah um but again, like without without those symbiotes around, it's it's kind of hard to have the story. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you you sort of need like a big number or a significant number of symbiotes to exist in the story in order for the um, the dragon to really have any sort of impact. Yeah. Um, in the storyline. Yeah. Right. So, um, again, I think it it adds more than it takes away. Uh, they they treaded the line I think well enough to make uh, Venom unique as opposed to uh, these other uh, experimented uh, symbiotes that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The experiment, the experiments themselves, though, I feel like I feel like they're from a time that is way before the Marvel mythos. Like at all for symbiotes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because um, I think uh, the stories that you're talking about in the history of Marvel stuff, and I think yeah. they they all refer to um, they all refer to the symbiote story after he has bonded with with uh, with Eddie Brock, right? 
so like Flash Thompson came about afterwards and stuff like that, right? So yeah. Um, but I feel like what they're trying to build now with these symbiotes and with the symbiotes and the soldiers, it they were already experimented on. They were done from way before Eddie Brock. Yeah. Like Eddie Brock didn't discover the symbiote. Right. Right. Um, and Peter Parker didn't discover the symbiote. Like they were already yeah. way in process before that. Yeah. Um, which is which is crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, like the, those bodies were dead. Yeah. Like long dead. Like they look like they've been dead for a while. Yeah. Right. And like it's it also it also takes away a little bit in that sense too. Now that I think about it, because how because a symbiote shouldn't be able to survive without its host being alive. Yeah. Right. So then, how is it possible that these symbiotes are not surviving without a live host? Yeah. Right, so so many questions <laughs> that need to be answered, Donny yeah. Cates, please. Because I, I feel I almost feel like even if the host dies, yeah, the symbiote can survive based on its interaction with this god creature, with the god symbiote. Mm, okay, um, because maybe they're not they're not live. Yeah. So in those instances when the god symbiote takes over, they're not live. Yeah. Right. Um, they're just sort of relaying a message. Yeah. So that's why they're they're still active. Yeah. But I feel like those symbiotes are probably going to probably going to or already dead without yeah. the host. Yeah. But it's the god symbiote keeping them in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I really like the way they they built up the how the venom as a symbiote has developed a character as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like it's crazy because you see like this sort of inner dialogue that that eddie brock has with um with the symbiote or with venom and you can tell that they for the most part like care for each other yeah and that's insane to think about right because then it's just like whereas before we would focus on eddie brock and we and it's just eddie brock and the suit yeah right but now you're giving this suit a life and a character very similar to what they did with toxin mm-hmm. right um and it just adds such a such a welcoming dimension yeah right because now it's a story of two characters not simply just a story of one yeah right yeah absolutely and um that one that one uh sort of page with a couple panels where eddie brock got stabbed by one of the symbiotes and then venom goes stay stay still stay quiet we will heal you I was like, oh, heal him, Venom, heal him. <laughs> Do it. Do it, heal him quick. It was, it was so cool. It yeah. was so cool. But just the way that panel was drawn is actually like, you can feel the panic in Venom as well, right? Oh, yeah. He, has, I, he has no clue what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> because also Venom, Venom can't, Venom can't survive without, or yeah. the symbiote can't survive without the host, right? Yeah. But at that moment, it was like a genuine care. Like Venom is like, stay still, like. Yeah. Let me heal you. Like we we, we got to get through this. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, it's cool. Like they they've given it a whole new person, like a, like its own personality, like yeah. its own character. Yeah. And I feel like this as much as I as much of a struggle it is as it is going to be for Eddie Brock, sort of on this path of discovery to yeah, re- sort of redeem himself as a character. But like yeah. for Venom Two is going to be the same thing. For the symbiote is going to be the same thing. Yeah. That they're going to be coming across a lot of struggles as well. Yeah. Once they start realizing the potential of what they are as a character, yeah, right, or as a being in this universe, yeah, so that that part's really interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely waiting to see how uh, how the symbiote's character is going to develop moving forward. Yeah, for sure. 
for, for sure. sure. Yeah, it looks uh, because you you almost become a little more invested with that character too, right now. Yeah, right? yeah. Even the face that uh, that you were mentioning, the panic. I've never seen Venom ever make that face. Yeah, like it's yeah. actually kind of like it's very refreshing to know yeah. that. Um, because when I when I read that when I saw that I panicked. Yeah, because I was like, how how severe is that situation? That, yeah, that the symbiote would panic. Yeah, right. You 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 never see that. Yeah. Yeah. Be okay, Eddie. We fix you. Oh no! Oh, that's just right in the feels. Right in the feels. Right in the feels. Right in the feels. <laughs> oh, Eddie, <laughs> came back. Almost went out again. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, um, you know, we're, we're running a little. We're running a little long on the uh, on the Venom discussion. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, only that I need more. That's it. All I right. Need more. I need these answer these answers for these questions that I have, um, because it's really hurting my feelings right now. That I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think I think moving forward, when the new issues come out too, it's definitely going to be a focus on our podcast as well. Because, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and 100%. I think it's just it's just so well done. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Any final thoughts on the book? Uh, read it. A hundred percent. Read it. Um. It's well paced. The story is great. I love what they're doing with Venom right now. Um, no more Venomverse stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like just, just pure Venom, uh, and Eddie Brock, and um, the artwork is amazing. We'll just, uh, we'll have to see where the story goes. But please pick up issue one because this is, this is definitely the the Marvel story to read right now. Yeah, for I sure. never thought I would we would show Marvel love on this <laughs> on this podcast. And we keep saying that we will, but we never, yeah. but we never do. But but this is where it starts. This is where it starts. This is where it starts. This is where it starts for sure. What about um, you? Any final thoughts? I f- I like the pacing of the story. Yeah. Um, I'm not used to seeing Ryan Segman's art with such dark colors. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the stuff that I see is from Spider-Man. Um, so, yeah, I'm used to the bright colors for for Ryan Segman's art. Yeah. So when I was seeing the dark colors, it was it was a little jarring for me from the start because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. I, I I went in there with like sort of like a different expectation from it. Yeah. Um, because I didn't read any of the preview pages, mm-hmm. so I just kind of went into it fresh. Yeah. But as it goes on, I got used to it, and it was just phenomenal, mm-hmm. it's phenomenal stuff. Once mm-hmm. I start pairing the color with Stegman's pencils, yeah. Um, because Stegman just has has a really masterful way of dealing with fl- fluidity. Yeah. Um. So he, yeah, like the the artwork then really clicked for me. So I really liked it, but the. I had I had a small issue with the pacing. Um, there was a moment where they got to a part where um, Rex, Rex is his name, right? Yeah, like the old guy. Yeah, so, so Rex pulls him out of it, yeah. and then Rex is portrayed as this sort of like veteran grizzled guy yeah. that knows everything and knows all the symbiote's weaknesses and mm-hmm. all that stuff and yeah. claims to know like you know you cannot outsmart me and all that stuff I know everything blah 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 I I was almost afraid that this was going to turn into a story where it's just yet another guy that knows everything yeah um, because you, you get that a lot in some of the stories it's like I know everything you don't know every, you don't know anything um, you need to listen to me and blah 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 and then it, they almost did that they almost but but what I really liked about that part is he just goes listen I have the same questions as you at this point in time he yeah probably like for the most part him like him and, and Eddie Brock's knowledge of symbiotes were probably more or less the, the same yeah right yeah but 
I was actually glad later on that it wasn't about finding the soldiers and creating a team. Because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to turn this into a team story. Like, yeah. if I wanted to, to get a team story out of it. Yeah. It was refreshing to see that when they found the team, the team's already dead. Oh, yeah. Right? And yeah. then it's just like, okay, now it's just way more questions. Yeah. Right? So, that part, once it once it got to that point in the story, it picked up for me. Yeah. And it was really like, okay, I I like the scope of where this is going now. Yeah. I didn't want this to become sort of like a, a, a team story type mm-hmm. thing where mm-hmm. they find these soldiers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, once it got past that part, I was fine with it. But there was that little moment in the middle where it was like, eh, I wasn't sure if this is where they were going. And I actually thought the issue might be ended by then. So I actually really enjoyed that moment because it was such a good pivot point. Really? Yeah. It was a good pivot point in my opinion. Oh. Because the story was like, it was really dark and broody for like, yeah. for like the first half until they got to that point. Then you're just like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> because then you're thrown into the same confusion as Eddie Brock and Venom. Yeah. You're just like, what's, what's, what's going on? And <laughs> I'm, I'm in this chair. <laughs> but like, it, it's kind of cool, actually. Now that you mention it, they go through like multiple transitions in this one issue. Yeah. Whereas like they start off as, they start off as like a superhero crime story like superhero thing and then they go into an espionage almost yeah and then they go into just god-fearing symbiotes yeah and it's like oh yeah okay but that was a good turning point yeah that was the big turning point when they got to that point at the end i was like okay and and this just blew it wide open yeah and i really enjoyed that for sure yeah yeah so venom number one we highly recommend it by the time you go hit up your shop um it's going to well, you're probably gonna. It's probably gonna be sold out. <laughs> um, but they uh, issue two. I mean, no, not issue two. Issue one, f- second print, pretty much went right back on press. Yeah. So that should be hitting your shops in um, next week, if not the next few weeks. Um, but if you gotta get on it now, um, I would suggest go get it digital. Get it on Comicsology. We'll have the link in our description. Um, I would definitely say go pick up this book. You're not gonna regret it. It's a great get read. It. Get it now. Right now. Right now. Get it right now. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, on that note, let's wrap up the conversation on Venom. And uh, why don't we go and get on to our Offerings to Dark Side segment. Offerings to Dark Side. And we're at the Offerings to Dark Side segment. Offerings to Dark Side. <laughs> In- <laughs> <laughs> In this segment, what we do is, uh, <laughs> thanks, man. Just, just throw me right off. Uh, we take something from outside of the world of comics and something outside of the world of coffee, and we offer it to you, something that we enjoy. Uh, we offer it to you, the listeners, and uh, we hope that it sticks with you, and we hope that it's something that you will enjoy as well. And uh, just like every other week, we're going to let Victor go first. Really? Because we value Victor's opinion so much. And he seemed really eager just now. Offerings of Dark Side. <laughs> so, uh, Victor, why don't you go ahead and start us off? My offering this week yeah. is an Instagram page simply called Science. Oh. Their handle is at Science. Just at Science. Just at Science. Wow. What Kudos I really, for them to get the name. What I really like about this page is that it's just facts. Just just tidbits of science facts that, that they throw at you. Okay. Throughout your day, throughout your week. For example, the rock hyrax is the closest living relative to both elephants and manatees. I have no idea what a rock hyrax is, but the fact that elephants and manatees have a relative is uh, very interesting. interesting. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually another one, too. 
um, that I found pretty hilarious. Um, it's actually just a screenshot, but it's from the Facebook page, the Flat Earth Society. Okay. And they they did a status update. The Flat Earth Society has members all around the globe. Oh, I saw that one. And then <laughs> this one guy commented, say that again, but slowly. <laughs> so it's really cool stuff. Um, lots of uh, uh, different facts thrown here and there. And uh, I really enjoy it. Definitely keeps me up through a are interested throughout the day yeah uh, so again the uh, instagram pages at science hmm. i might have to go check it out it actually seems pretty cool you should just um, do it now right like right now right at this moment oh all right so that wraps <laughs> <laughs> um okay so my offering this week uh it's, a, it's another it's a blog and it's called summer potato summer potato no i said that wrong okay it's summer tomato okay i don't know why i have potato in my mind you want potatoes? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called summer tomato. Um, so it's a um, it's a lifestyle sort of like health style um, blog, and uh, it's by someone named Daria Rose. Okay. And uh, in the blog, what it does, it's uh, they they have like articles and stuff like that, and they have like guest people to like write these yeah. articles as yeah. well. And yeah. she writes out the articles all the time, and uh, she actually has like published a book and stuff like that called The Foodist, mm-hmm. and. Uh, in this blog, you sign up, you get a newsletter, and then you just sort of get like weekly updates with like new articles and stuff like that. Yeah. And it gives you cool like um, it gives you cool like lifestyle choices, like uh, food choice and stuff like that, healthy eating choices and stuff yeah. like that, healthy eating tips and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. It's uh it's similar to last week's um to last week's uh, Fit Men Cook. Yeah. But Summer Tomato is kind of more like uh more built around like a lifestyle thing. Yeah. And uh, they they don't go through like the recipes and stuff with you, but like they you know they, they tell you like the you know health benefits of certain stuff and blah blah, yeah. blah. you know interesting information. You're really on like your health tips, Jerry. You know, I'm trying to trying to change my life. You no, know, I'm proud of you, man. You know maybe that's why I said summer potato too, because I'm like cutting back on my carbs, and all I can think about is carbs. <laughs> maybe that's why I'm thinking about summer potato. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's called summer tomato, and uh, it, it's a it's a cool it's a cool little blog. And uh, if you sign up to a newsletter, you get some cool, interesting articles as well. So it's at summertomato.com. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Pretty I will have to. Yeah. Check subscribe. it out. Check it out. <laughs> check it out. Don't go to don't go to potato tomato. Summer, summer tomato. Po- I, I'm curious to see what pops up. Let, let me do this. Let me. Well, you're gonna try summer potato me, now. Yeah. Let me just Google, Let me just type in summer potato. By the way, I'm really sorry, Daria. If one day you you Dot somehow com. happen on this podcast and I screamed out summer potato. I'm so sorry. It's I'm not just a website. thinking about uh, just thinking about potatoes a lot because of the lack of carbs in my diet. Now. <laughs> there's there's no so, summer potato website. Summer tomato. So that's uh, that's that's free to to be taken. But summer tomato. So you're saying we should start a new venture called summer potato? No, I'm saying we should stick to <laughs> summer tomato <laughs> <laughs> and just turn it into a carb heavy lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's my offering this week. Excellent. All right, so. Uh, I think that ra- that about wraps up our uh, offerings to Dark Side. Hope you guys will enjoy it, um, and we we thank you for tuning into the episode, and we hope you enjoyed it um, as much as we enjoy talking about Venom. Uh, remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please hit the subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. Uh, we can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and our website at darkrosecomics.podbean.com. Uh, with Podbean, you're going to need to sign up um, for an account, and then you can subscribe to it there. Uh, but if feel free to subscribe onto the podcast service provider that you're using on your phone or um, your 
you know, your, your computer, your mobile app, stuff like that. Um, please also remember to rate and leave us a review on iTunes if you have some time. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we've talked about, or if you have a book in mind that you want us to discuss, please email it to us to contact at darkrosecomics.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics. Uh, my Twitter individually is twitter.com slash utterlygeeky, and you can find my co-host Victor at twitter.com slash victorjyoung. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics. And we have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics. If you'd like to be a part of the community, you can join us on our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group. And as always, take care. Let's get out of here and sing the kumbaya okay, to bye. the symbiote. No, stop. stop, stop. Goodbye. Ah, you see what it is? <laughs> uh.